0: must try to get the hang of this. Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Don Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational leaders and coaches from across the world, and I'm absolutely delighted this week to be reunited with Emma Fox. Now, Emma is the Chief Exec Officer at Berry Brothers and Rudd Limited. Prior to that, she was the CEO at the original factory shop. Uh, She's been a non-exec director at Punch Taverns, commercial director at Halfords. She looked after the whole of marketing for Walmart Canada and also spent a number of years at Asda as a commercial director, business unit director and a general manager. Emma, welcome to
1: Coach Class. Thank you, Don. Thank you very much. Good
0: to be here. Now, as I sort of dance down your LinkedIn CV, as it were, and I see that you went to University of Newcastle and you did agriculture and food marketing, you've worked in beer, you've worked in bicycles, you've worked in... (laughs) fashion and you know you've done all sorts over so what a varied and interesting life you've led what brings you to Berry Brothers?
1: That's a great question I think I've always loved wine and spirits and um, when I left Newcastle University well my graduate trainee role was with Bass the brewer and Bass had an off-license arm at the time called Augustus Barnett, since been sold quite a long time ago now. And I started there while running a shop on the graduate trainee scheme and running an off-license. And then I was moved into buying. And so my first sort of baby buying role was buying wine. And it was just fantastic. This whole new world opened up to me. I didn't really know very much about wine at all um, to start with. And I did the Wine Spirit Education Trust exams at the sort of tender age of 23, 24. I was going on solo trips to Argentina and Chile, buying wine. I looked after New Zealand, Australia. So I just loved it, absolutely loved it. I loved meeting the people. I loved going to new places. Obviously, loved trying the wine. So I've always had uh, wines and spirits in, in my blood, I suppose, literally, probably. And as I, I kind of progressed through my career, whether it was with Asda, where as commercial director, part of my um, remit looked after beers, wines, and spirits for a period of time. Or I'm actually um, a liveryman in the Worshipful Company of Distillers, so you know that's been a kind of another sort of part of my career, I guess, on the, on on the side. And then I became you know non-exec director for Punch Taverns, and then that led to a non-exec director at Berry Brothers, which is how I first uh, started to work with Berry Brothers. It, it was as a as an independent director. And I did that for three years. And then the opportunity came up to become um, chief exec there and kind of move across the the desk. Um, and that's exactly what I did. So I've almost sort of gone full circle for my very early Wines and Spirits buying days. And it's, it's fabulous, a fabulous company to work for. And you must have been the envy of
0: everyone you went to university with. You come out of college and you end up running a, an off license. I mean,
1: how? <laughs> I know it, it was, and it's 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 really interesting because actually, you know, there's that thing about you know, luck is when opportunity may, meets hard work. And uh, for me, I had worked in a Victoria wine off license when I was at university, Um so I sort of started to do. Off license, just because it happened to be the closest shop to where I lived and I needed to sort of supplement my grant. And it's really interesting because I enjoyed that. And then I actually went for a sort of grad interview to Bass and, and they had the off-license division because I'd worked in an off-license. I knew what sorts of questions to ask in my interview. I knew what sorts of things to look for. And it's really interesting. You could just say it was lucky, but actually, you know, it, it there was an opportunity there, and it was, you know, matched with hard work, I guess. And so, you know, I often talk about that—that that, you know, luck is when opportunity meets hard work, because it, people aren't just lucky; they've generally put in hard work to get there.
0: I love that you said that because that's something that's come up quite a lot actually in our coaching, and one of the things that came out is this sense that. Is it, you know, it's great to be humble and it's great to be self-deprecating and to be honest that sometimes things come your way and it's a privilege, you're fortunate or whatever... But actually, as you say, it's knowing to look out for those opportunities and then take advantage of them when they come along. What's as you look back then? Because you've sort of you've worked in so many different organisations. What's the thing that they have in common? Is there something that you mm. take from each one and you kind of go, "All right, well, I'm now at the original factory shop. A you know, very different retailer, even to an Asda say or a Halfords, mm. Mm. and then of course Berry Brothers, which is a completely different world, I'd imagine, in terms of a customer base. What's similar about those organisations?
1: I think uh, that's 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 a great question. I th- the overriding sense I have is is the people and the team that you work with, and whether it's a original factory shop or whether it's Berry Brothers or whether it's it's about the team and how the team works together, how the team gets things done, how the team has fun. Actually, because I, you know, I think I think about all the different teams I've worked with, and and there's a real sense of you know you know Archie Norman used to say to me, getting things done willingly and well with and through others and there's that, but it's sprinkled with having a, you know, having some fun, you know, it's about, you, you know, you take your role seriously, but you don't have to take yourself seriously. And I really believe that, that, you know, just enabling people to have fun at work, because you're, you know, you are at work a long time, it's really important. Um, and, and I think running all the way through is, is you know, showing concern for people, really looking after your people, but doing it in a way that's that's yeah, you have a bit of fun. Um, And having sort of, you know, beers, wines and spirits um, running through my career. I mean, what a great industry to have, you know, to have fun in. It's it's fantastic.
0: And as you look back, were there moments where you kind of had a plan and you thought, I kind of know where I want to get to next? Or did you just take the chance when it arose what was your sort of you know when you were coming out of university did you have a kind of master plan and you've you've got put it in place was what you know was life self-fulfilling in that sense that you put a stake in the ground and said, I know what I want to do next I know how high I want to get up the ladder or whatever
1: or, or
0: tell me about that journey how's how's it sort of played yeah, out for you
1: if I answer it in a slightly different way I've always been very driven and determined I, I didn't necessarily know what the end result was going to be but I just always knew I wanted, to, you know, I was, I guess, I was very ambitious, and I, I was always wanting to kind of, you know, get more experience, do another role, experience other, other types of organisations, and so forth. And I was always, you know, I, I, I guess, I liked to move on, and Asda were both Bass and Asda, as very big organisations, were were great for allowing you to to do that and to go on and kind of spread your wings a little bit because you were able to move quite often because they, they were such big organizations and they were they were just brilliant at kind of you know encouraging you and furthering your career and allowing you to to run other departments or organizations and i guess that's how i you know moved to to walmart um in canada because i i was asked to do to do that role you know to to, to head up the chief marketing officer over there there was a bit i suppose on where i was prepared to take the risk as well because i didn't know what I was going to come back to, I knew it would be um, a finite expat assignment. And if I'd worried too much about, and yeah, I was taking three children and a husband with me, but if I'd worried too much about, well, what's the next step, I probably would never have taken it. So I think in all those sort of moves, my driving determination probably was stronger than any any worry I had about, well, what's the next, wh- where's it going to lead me to? I didn't worry too much about the next the next step, just sort of enjoyed the now and the kind of looking, you know, looking forward to the next role as opposed to, well, what's the one after that? I I love change. I embrace change. I get bored a bit easily. So if, if things are keeping me kind of motivated and engaged then that's brilliant for me personally
0: and I think that's great advice for people isn't it because I think sometimes you you're trying to do that ultimate chess move and you're trying to move too many things at once and of course the world happens doesn't it you know a pandemic comes along just when you've taken on a new role and suddenly the world you know closes down what's the you know what's the best advice that you remember being given or hearing and 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 that travels with you that you carry with you because I guess we all have those moments don't we where things aren't quite going to plan and we we sort of draw down back on on a couple of insights or some warm words of encouragement
1: I think one of the biggest ones for me was that I can remember it clear as day because we were sitting in the canteen in in Asda house and I was with with David Cheeser Uh, who's the you know he ran Walmart International ultimately but I'd been passed over for a couple of promotions at Asda and I really wanted to get the director promotion. I wanted to get this particular grade in the director promotion. And and I hadn't, you know, I'd been, as I say, in my mind, passed over for a couple. So I was a little bit frustrated. And I remember Dave um, sat down, it was a Friday afternoon. It was very quiet in the canteen. We were sitting with the, you know, he sort of said, just do with five minutes with you, Emma. Um, and we, um, we started to chat and he said, look, he said, I've got a real opportunity for you. He said, I'd like you to be logistics operations director. Well, I could have fallen off my chair because I've never done logistics before. And the first thing I said, and I, and I often say this to people, particularly women, uh, you know, when I speak at women's groups and things, the first thing I said to him was, Dave, I don't think I can do that, which was, you know, this was my big promotion. This was what I'd been looking for. This was, And here he was sort of saying to me, this is for you. And the first thing I said to him was, I don't think I can do it. And he said, "Why?" And I said because I I've, I've never done logistics, you know, and I was I- immediately thinking about what I couldn't do about rather than what I could do. And he looked at me and smiled and he said, "Emma, I'm not asking you because of your logistics experience because you clearly haven't got any. What I am asking you is is because it's about your transferable skills." He said, "You know, your communication, your leadership, you you know, the way you you, you lead your teams, you know, etc." And And that has stayed with me because it was a real lesson to me that it's not just about functional expertise and the more senior you become, it's very much about the how rather than the what. And actually, I use that example a lot um, when I sort of, you know, it was a real sort of penny drop moment for me where I was just like, oh, my gosh, yeah, it is about the transferable skills because you've got you've always got experts in your team and actually if you can if you can lead a team, if you can motivate a team, if you can kind of communicate well, then they are all transferable skills, and it doesn't matter you know what function or what business you're you're leading so that that i suppose was quite a pivotal moment for me when I was sort of in my mid thirties
0: and it's amazing, isn't it i mean I guess we take for granted a little bit that that world of retail the opportunities that you have to grow oh, yeah. and develop and to move into areas and and it was a bit of a thing wasn't it that Asda would deliberately pick people up and put them into a completely new area to bring fresh life to it but also to make them more rounded to give them that 360 view of what is a really complex organisation isn't it i mean it one level really simple buy stuff and sell stuff but actually how those all of those bits of machinery you know clog into place so how do you take that then? Because I mean that's an amazing gift, isn't it, to be given that in your career? Are you able then to apply that into the role that you do now?
1: Yeah, and and it, it's interesting. I mean, I I talk about my time in in logistics operations probably the most challenging time of my career because I really was out of my comfort zone. And I loved working with my team of experts, but I sort of wanted to know how all the algorithms worked and so forth. And they sort of said, like <laughs> we can get on. We don't. We don't need your help because you can't do it." Sort of thing. But I, I loved understanding how it all worked, and and I think by pushing myself out of my comfort zone and doing that stint, that two year stint in logistics, it definitely made me a better um, general manager, just because every business has a degree of supply chain pretty much to it. And, and it's quite unusual for somebody who's been in sort of marketing and buying to have been able, you know, as you say, Dom, been given the opportunity to run a logistics function and to really get kind of stuck in and to do some really interesting. Uh, we did all sorts of interesting trials and initiatives there. You know, to answer your question, when we restructured here at Berry Brothers, we were you know the the logistics function was was run separately, and it was then going to report into the finance team, the head of you know the finance director went on mat leave, and I said, "Well, look, it's fine. i can I can pick up logistics because I've run it before. I know how you know I, I can give enough leadership to it, and I understand enough about the function. And that's happened a couple of times where I've been able to sort of step in a little bit from a logistics point of view because I understand how it works. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't been given, as you say, those fantastic opportunities at Asda and Walmart, where it really made you a much more rounded general manager. And again, it's a little bit of a risk because you didn't know how you were going to cope or how you'd manage. But actually, if you're prepared to embrace those risks and embrace that change, I think it's it's liberating at the end of the
0: day. It's a bit of a coachy question and the reason I'm going to ask it is because I asked it recently of the lady that uh, runs Barefoot which is the coaching course I've just been on and it's what gift would you give your younger self right so if you were looking back now to Emma mm-hmm. just in that first role at Bass Breweries or whatever what's the thing that you would want to say to yourself?
1: <laughs> I think I'd probably say be a bit more patient and a bit calmer I was kind of like I ran at everything in like a million miles an hour. Uh, I remember one time somebody called me a Tasmanian devil because I just couldn't sit still and I wanted to do everything now. It would be that, you know, that there's that lovely phrase isn't there? To, to go fast, go alone, to go further, go together. And actually, early on, I was all about going fast and doing it alone and getting on. And actually, it, it's just sort of, you no, know, you can slow down. It doesn't actually stop your overall pace, but just think about bringing people with you and therefore slowing down a bit to go further.
0: I love that, love that. So as you're looking now then, and you're, you know, we're coming out, thankfully, of the worst, hopefully, of the pandemic, and you were saying off air, you've just started to be able to get back out there and do the role in the real world again. What is it yeah. you're looking forward to then in this kind of next period of, of your career? And, and are there sort of untapped things still in front of you that, you know, that still give you that drive and that passion?
1: On the day to day, it's getting out into the into the vineyards, meeting the producers, meeting the winemakers, meeting more of the team. Because you know it, it, it's interesting. You know, I started this role in in pandemic. Everybody's working from home, so being able to get out and meet all the you know the team properly, face to face, and as I say, the the producers and the winemakers. That's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to to that. And I think you know it's a, it's a fabulous business. We, we know we've we've got a really solid new five-year plan, 10-year plan and strategy. And having never worked for a family business before who've been around for sort of 300 years, being able to talk about plans in five years, 10 years, you know, what's the plan for the next decade is absolutely fantastic because, you know, working for a private equity business, which I I just did before this role, which again, absolutely loved, but you're measuring things in months and quarters and, and, you know, there's no, neither, neither, business has any less kind of focus on results but it's the time scales within which you can plan and working with the family business you know you can plan to a decade because they've been around for 30 decades um and that's really exciting because you you feel that you're you're going to be able to leave something really concrete by the time you're ready to move on and i i I, you know that feels really empowering actually you know that there's something there for the sort of longevity and sustainability of a of a business, uh, which is which is almost more around purpose and planet and people than just pure commercials. And and that really really excites me.
0: Well, Emma's been brilliant catching up. I love the fact that you started off by saying you've always had wine and spirits in your blood. Um <laughs> and I just I'd imagine that the quality of the wine that's now being consumed is probably just a tad better than it was when you were back in that off licence in your bass days. Uh,
1: Quality, not quantity now, Dom. That's what
0: we're saying. Absolutely. And take it slowly. There's no need to rush. Not like back then, exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'll raise my glass to you here and I look forward to being able to do it in person. I know you were saying off air that you've just had the, uh, the Harrogate girls back together in the real world, which I'm sure was a hoot. And let's hope we can get of some, some of the ASDA clan <laughs> back together at some point in the near future. But in the meantime, Emma Fox, Chief Executive, Berry Brothers, thank you so much for coming on Coach Class.
1: Thank you, Dom. Loved it. Thank you very much. Thank you.